0: so i came across this super interesting article that featured the name kylan granson and what it claimed was that he was one of the best values in terms of the team's contract at the tight end position in all of the nfl and this article was over at horseshoe huddle i'll make sure to pop it in the description written by drake wally by the way shout out to drake wally shout out to the people at horseshoe huddle don't just say the brown them they do excellent work it's people like them that can come out and actually give us the news and the things to talk about so that i could come here and and not have to worry about the news right and just react and give opinions and things of that nature but i'm gonna put on my reading glasses real quick just kind of give you a little piece of this article right here Because, of course, these are legitimate reading glasses. Could not read without these very real and legitimate glasses, of course. So, number one, the way they determined this was they took the cap hit and receiving yards. This was pro football reference, by the way. Of every NFL tight end during the regular season this past year, and then after doing the math of the dollar per point share for each player in the league, they were able to determine the top 10 most value-driven tight ends from this season and on this list is kylan granson at number nine out of ten albeit but there's some impressive dudes on this list jake ferguson trey mcbride is a hell of a rookie over there or at least second year guy in arizona sam laporta spectacular isaiah likely obviously an up-and-comer kate otten right pretty decent company over here it's not like these were all bums on this list and kylan granson found himself on this list and i found that to be very interesting because kylan granson is a guy I've always been interested in. For those of you who have maybe been here for quite a period of time, number one, thank you for being here for as long as you have been. If you were here before the season had started, coming into this season, before the Colts shocked the world with their productivity, I had predicted that in Shane Steichen's system that the Colts were actually going to have a breakout tight end coming into this season, one of like the six or seven guys that we had on the roster to start the year. I thought one of them was going to break out, and Kylan Granson, the unpopular opinion, everyone talking about Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson was my pick of the litter. And while that didn't come to be, he did end up leading the tight ends for the Colts and every statistical category. And it was also clear, at least when Anthony Richardson was in the lineup, that the tight ends were a part of the plan for this Colts offense. And Kylan Granson is just one of these guys that is my type of football player. He gets a lot out of a little and i'll try to explain what that means and why i like that so much in a player right because it's 6'2 240 pounds he doesn't exactly have the prototypical size of some of these top tight ends in football right and guys like him understand the value of hard work and know that they need to work hard to reach their full potential it's not to say that talented people don't work hard or can't work hard but oftentimes a strong work ethic comes from unfavorable circumstances because you kind of understand the path that's in front of you you know you don't have all of these gifts right you're not a guy like anthony richardson although he doesn't fall into this bucket but a guy like anthony richardson why we find him so impressive partially is because he is one of the most athletic quarterbacks if not the most athletic freak of a quarterback that has ever come through this league and he works his ass off as if he has none of those physical gifts, right? Generally speaking, you, you kind of you have all these gifts. You're able to not work as hard. It's kind of their Achilles heel is that they're so gifted that they don't have to work as hard. And the same can be said the other way around. The underdog, their greatest attribute, may very well be their work ethic. And, and you know, for another cult example, a guy like Reggie Wayne, was a guy just like this, maybe Josh Downs on the current roster, right? Reggie Wayne, I'll say, because he had a great career, his career has passed, and we know his legacy in this league, right? Reggie Wayne did not have the talent of a Calvin Johnson, of a Larry Fitzgerald, a Randy Moss, et cetera, et cetera, right? Reggie Wayne got the absolute most he possibly could out of what God gave him, which was obviously Reggie Wayne an athlete, but not like an athletic marvel by NFL terms, right? And I like that type of guy. And Kylan Granson is very much that type of guy. And he kind of has these wide receiver-like skills, at least as far as tight ends go, right? He's very agile, very good in space, has great mobility, man. He's really able to make some difficult catches, some acrobatic catches, and really contort his body in a way that a lot of tight ends wouldn't be able to do. And just something about this idea, right, that Kylan Granson is a little undersized for the position is something I could kind of relate to, right? I've always been able to relate to that. I mean, I, in high school, played linemen. Now, listen, I was not strong enough to be one of the linemen, but I was certainly not fast enough to be one of the wide receivers. But amongst the linemen, I was, like, fast, right? So I was kind of too much of a lineman for the wide receivers and the tight ends and then too much of a wide receiver or tight end. Uh, for the lineman, right? It's kind of like, anyone know the rapper Logic, right? Where he kind of says he, he's too white for the black folk and, and too black for the white folk. And by the way, for anyone that knows Logic, as a white man, there is not a single white person saying Logic is not white enough, okay? None of us have ever thought that about Logic, but that's a, a complete digression, right? Because back to Kylan Granson. Kylan Granson went from a guy that I was aggravated to see the amount of targets he was getting in Frank Reich's final season as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He went from that to a guy that I actually think deserves more. And I don't think Colts fans actually give enough credit to. In fact, I think he's very much overlooked by this fan base. And I just want to make sure his name is relevant going into this offseason and into next season. And I want to talk about why I feel that is and kind of examine this tight end room through that perspective through the lens of, I suppose, my admiration of a Kylan Granson. Because I know much of you guys, or many of you guys, really do enjoy Jelani Woods and the upside that he brings. So I want to kind of talk about all of that, including Jelani Woods, including some of the other tight ends, and kind of where Kylan Granson fits into all this, and and, and kind of how I view this position going into this offseason and into next season. But before we do that, you know what it is. got to introduce myself. My name is Justin. This right here is the Ride on the Bench Colts podcast. As always, I ask anyone watching on YouTube and enjoying it, go ahead, shoot it a like going to help me get out to as many Colts fans as humanly possible. Audio people, go ahead, shoot it a five-star review. Let the people know how much you enjoy the show on YouTube. We are looking to hit 3,000 subscribers. Going into next season, we're nowhere close, but we've got a little bit of time to go. If you're one of those people that keeps returning and keeps enjoying the content, please go ahead, shoot that subscribe button. It would mean so much to me, but most importantly, let's enjoy the show. Let's enjoy the off season because there is a lot of time until we see the Colts play football again and we have to make sure that we enjoy every second of this offseason right for the Indianapolis Colts for those of you who are interested in Indiana sports perhaps you have other things to talk about me on the other hand I only care about football I only care about this team it is what it is so I want to start by addressing Jelani Woods and kind of where I stand on him in this team and going into this number one Jelani's hamstrings for those of you who are not aware are like tighter than a nun okay this guy I don't know what he does. I don't know his training regimen, and I'm not trying to call him out on it. But there's really no reason to ha- ha- have been out the entire season with what was essentially a tweaked hamstring, we were told, in training camp. Now, I will say this, that anyone who was here, I didn't say it very often, but one of my, uh, let me not name drop, never mind. But I had made an episode with someone else, and we had uh, were speaking about the tight end room a little bit. And I, I expressed my concerns with Jelani Woods Because of the hamstring specifically, I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever had a hamstring injury before. I'm no doctor or scientist or physical therapist, but I will tell you this. For whatever reason that it is, I don't know why, hamstrings tend to linger. Like It's kind of one of those things that you think you're getting over and then you start to run again. And then if you weren't over it, it, it makes sure to flare up really quick. It's one of those things, right? And it doesn't get any easier as you get bigger, mostly because it becomes a little harder to be mobile. You're putting a little bit more of a load on those legs pause right Uh, but I was concerned about Jelani's hamstring coming into the season I didn't think it would be a full season affair but I I did not expect him to play for a while you know and a lot of people kind of had hope that he would work his way in I was concerned the entire time and sure enough he never got in at all right he never got to show Shane Steichen and his staff what he's got and the thing with the NFL if we're talking about the likelihood of That Jelani Woods becomes a feature part of this team. It is very much a what have you done for me lately type of league. And and it all just moves very fast. Matt Schaub, former Texans quarterback, completely unrelated, but just to give like a topical example, right? This guy went from a 5,000 yard passing quarterback when the game, when the season was 16 games, right? He went from that to like a backup scrub within like three years. Like it changes very, very quickly in this league. And the snap of a finger, very delayed, by the way. I snapped about four seconds before I said that. But very, very quickly, you can go from like an up-and-coming prospect to a nobody in this league. And I'm not saying that's what's in store for Jelani Woods. All I'm saying is he's got to get healthy, and he has his work cut out for him. Because if he thinks for a second that he's going to come in here and he has any form of cachet with this team uh, based off of things that he proved with a different coaching staff, he's going to be sorely mistaken. And as a young guy, I hope he does realize that because obviously his upside is tremendous. We saw what he was able to do. When he was out there, I mean, the year that he was playing in his rookie year, he was the type of guy, I mean, he would get the ball and it literally felt like he was about to run off the field, out of the screen and onto my couch. Like, I mean, like he popped off the screen like that. So I'm excited about what he can bring, but I am a little bit concerned basically just because, you know, I I just, I'm, I'm concerned about the health of his lower body. Look at a guy like Zion Williamson. He's having a tough time too. Jelani might kind of fall in that same ballpark, six seven, two eighty. With all those gifts, you have to have an Achilles heel. Perhaps he needs to, I don't know, shed a little weight. Not now he's trying to be a dietitian, but it's possible Jelani might have to come into next season a little bit lighter, a little bit more limber, or he might realize real quick that uh, he does not have a place here with the Colts' starting lineup, or, or perhaps even really deeply into the rotation. Now, there are some other guys that we saw on the roster this year, and this kind of speaks to why I like Hyland Grantson going into this offseason, right? I said Jelani Woods' name. But you have guys like Andrew Ogletree. We know what happened there. No need to rehash. Very unlikely that he ever plays for the Colts again, right? Mo Ali Cox, we assume, is going to get cut. I thought they should have cut him last offseason with the money that he cost, giving us absolutely nothing, giving us what anyone else would give us. Not that he can't play, but for the money, you know, he's not going to find himself on the list of best values at the position, right? So you got Ogletree and Mo Ali Cox out of the equation. So now you really look at the core of this tight end position being Jelani Woods and his hamstrings, <laughs> and then you got Will Mallory, and then you got Kylan Granson, and Will Mallory we like. Listen, I really, really like what Will Mallory was able to do this year, but you look at the fact that he was a fifth-round rookie this past season. Kylan Granson, a fourth-round pick in 2021. My only point is that Mallory isn't just going to take this job because he's like the younger guy, and Kylan brings nothing to the table, right? He's going to really have to outshine Kylan Granson to take this spot. This is, of course, assuming the Colts don't bring anyone in, I think short of Brock Bowers, they won't. I think they're going to stick with the room they have. I think that's why they have these guys. I think that's why they drafted Mallory. I think this is the approach they're going to take, right? And the problem with this idea of Mallory overtaking Kylan Granson, because there's a very small subset, subsect of Colts Nation that that just like just gives Kylan Granson no credit. Kylan Granson is an absolute workhorse, okay? This is a high effort type of guy. As I said at the top of the show, he doesn't have all of the gifts that some of these other guys have. He doesn't have the, the natural size of a, of a Jimmy Graham and, and these uh, you know, Travis Kelsey. Some of these guys that are like former basketball players or quarterbacks or whatever they might be, but they are like these 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six type of dudes. He doesn't have all that, right? This is an effort type of dude. And I go back to the preseason. When Shane Steichen was asked about this tight end room, he went out of his way to point out how good of a blocker Kylan Granson was. And make no mistake, that was intentionally done. And I knew at that moment that Kylan Granson was going to be the starting tight end for the Indianapolis Colts that season. That is a willingness thing, right? Kylan Granson isn't a good blocker because he's gifted with the size to do so. It's his willingness to do it. And it's the fact that he's a high effort, high motor type of guy, going to outwork you. These are the types of guys I like. These are the types of guys that Shane Steichen likes. And he's going into a contract year next season, is Kylan Granson. And I know if you follow him on Instagram, you know how hard he works. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what he's doing this offseason and how he comes into next season. I kind of expect him to be a, a bit of a training camp standout come next season, but that's neither here nor there, right? And I know some of you may be thinking about the fact. Uh, Listen, he was drafted in 2021. It's not like he's really broken out yet. I mean, the tight ends, just in case you – and you know this, by the way. I know many of you know this, but sometimes you have to be reminded, right? Tight ends in this league often take some time to develop, even highly drafted guys, right? That's not like a rule, right? Some guys just come and hit the ground running like a a Sam Laporta and like even a George Kittle, I believe, did. Travis Kelsey did that as well, right? But TJ Hawkinson, first-round pick, that took some time. Evan Ingram wasn't doing anything until he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars. More recent example is Kyle Pitts. To even bring a Colt into it, Dallas Clark, a first-round pick. But that didn't just happen overnight. Dallas Clark took a few years before he really came into his own. And, and, and again, the only reason I bring all this up is do not forget about the name Kylan Granson. Don't forget it because he's going to be here. After this offseason, he's going to be the guy, short of us getting Brock Bowers with that pick, which I don't view as highly likely, but I do think they would pull the trigger if he fell into their lap, of course. How can you not with a guy that talented? But Kylan Granson, I think, is going to be leading the charge at this position throughout the offseason and going into next season. Don't want you guys to forget it, and I also don't want you guys to feel bad about it because I think we haven't seen the best version of this guy yet, and I just kind of wanted to make this episode to spotlight him a little bit. Because I feel like no one really ever talks about Kylan Granson. I think he deserves it. Indiana kid. Ooh. A little burp right there at the end of that. episode. Let me get a sip of water. Indiana born. Local type of dude. All of this stuff. So, Kylan Granson I think deserves some love from Colts Nation. I'm going to try to be the catalyst for that. And we'll kind of see where this thing goes. But that was really the entire episode. Just wanted to talk about that. While kind of giving my take on where this tight end room is headed. So, without further ado, that was it. That was the episode. My name is Justin. This right here was the Right on the Bench Colts podcast. Like, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do. Comment your thoughts, right? Most importantly, until next time, go Colts.